Good morning. Welcome to those of you who are here and those of you who are here but online. You're all really welcome this morning. Uh, we are allowed to use the balcony now and it's great to see uh, folks up there and hopefully in weeks to come uh, that will continue and we'll uh, get more and more folk coming back uh, to worship together. You do still need to book in advance. It would be very helpful to uh, Julie if you could do that by Thursday at lunchtime. Even at noon would be good. This is Pentecost Sunday. And uh, if you want an explanation of what Pentecost is, then you can look on our website. Or you can just listen during the service and we'll try and explain it to you. But this morning when I was thinking about coming to church, I, I was thinking about some verses that Jesus spoke and they're recorded in John and his, he was Jesus' best friend. And John, in chapter 7, it says this, verses 37 to 39, on the final day of the feast, Jesus took his stand, that he stood up in front of all of the people, and he cried out, none of this little timid, hello kind of thing, he cried out, he made a scene, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way, just as the Bible says. He said this in regard to Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were about to receive. The Spirit hadn't yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Jesus has living water for anyone who wants it, but it requires those who are spiritually thirsty to ask him for it. Jesus is thinking of words that were written hundreds and hundreds of years before by the prophets Isaiah and Zechariah. And they say that what flows in to somebody flows out. And so the more time that we spend with Jesus, the more we have to give to other people. The world around us is spiritually thirsty. It's like a desert and it really needs water to flourish and that water, Jesus says, comes from him and the Holy Spirit through us in the world. Little drops or even tiny trickles of water are not enough for the desert. This world needs that living water to flow through God's people. Let's pray together. Mighty God, we remember this day with awe and with wonder, the events of that day of Pentecost long ago, that day which completely transformed the lives of Jesus' friends. We would like to be transformed today, so our prayer is, move in us. We remember how in the space of a few moments, their experience was revolutionized, their expectations turned upside down, their attitudes changed forever. One moment, they were just so frightened and fearful of everything. But the next, they were just full of confidence. One moment, they were really uncertain about the future. And the next, they were sure of their calling. One moment, they were hiding behind locked doors. And the next, they were out preaching to hundreds of people. And our prayer is that we would be transformed in the same way. Mighty God, you came through your spirit and life was never the same again. 
Would you come to us today, breathing new fire into our hearts, new energy into our lives, and new life into our souls? Transform our fear, our anxiety, and our doubt, and fill us instead with confidence and faith. Help us to spend time with you, drinking in that living water, so that through us, others can share in it and find life for themselves. Open our minds to new horizons, new experiences, and a new way of looking at life. And so may we live by the Spirit, bearing fruit to your glory. Move in us this day. Amen. Our Bible reading today is from Acts chapter 2. When the feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. Now, there were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then, when they heard one after another their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't, for the life of them, figure out what was going on. And they kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? So how come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? I am going to just go on a little bit in the story. And you're going to need your streamers, because I can't think of an actual word for them. Um, And you need to listen. And at certain words, you're going to have to wave one or other, or both. Sometimes I'm going to speak about uh, Holy Spirit. So when I say Holy Spirit, it's both. Sometimes it's a power kind of word. So power or energy, and it's the yellow one. Fire, a couple of times as well, because there were tongues of fire, it looked like. And then the breath of life or the sound of wind. So if there's a a storm or wind or breath of life, it's the blue one. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Today we remember Holy Spirit coming like the wind and with power. See, that was easy, wasn't it? That's just a wee getting you started, right? There are times when there's big gaps with nothing happening, and then times when there's loads of things happening all one after the other. Okay, so that's you started. In the beginning, before time began, there was just God. Father, Son, here's a clue, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God created everything. The stars, the planets, the galaxies, everything. When he was making the earth, 
Holy Spirit was there working out things like physics, biology, chemistry, anatomy, physiology. God made people. And Holy Spirit breathed life into them. For a while, it was great. But then they disobeyed God. And God had to punish them by sending them out from that beautiful place that he had made for them. Thankfully, though, God had a plan. He told people that if they did what he said, he would help them. But if they disobeyed, they would be punished. Sometimes they listened and things went really well. Other times they just ignored God altogether and he punished them. One time, when all the people spoke the same language, they decided to build a big tower. So big that it would reach heaven. Some of you might remember that story from when we did it a few months ago. They wanted to be famous and not have to keep moving around, even although Holy Spirit had told them that they had to fill the whole earth. God saw what they were doing and he wasn't pleased at all. So he made them speak different languages so that they couldn't understand each other. And people who spoke the same language got together and they moved away, which is what God wanted them to do in the first place. But then eventually God decided to pick one man and show the world what it's like to be a friend of God. Holy Spirit called Abraham to go to a new land and he promised that he would be blessed and become prosperous with loads of children, loads of grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren, hundreds and hundreds of children, so many children, you wouldn't be able to count them all. Imagine the nappies for that lot. Anyway, moving on. Abraham followed Holy Spirit and his family did become so big that eventually there were 12 tribes but they ended up being slaves in Egypt. So Holy Spirit had to act. God chose Moses to lead the people. So one day, while Moses was out looking after the sheep, he saw a strange thing. He saw a bush that looked as if it was on fire. <laughs> but not burning up. That's odd, he thought. So he went to look closer. Holy Spirit was the fire. And he told Moses to go to Egypt. So Moses went to Egypt to help God's people, even though he was very frightened. And when they escaped, Holy Spirit protected them from the sun during the day by looking like a cloud. Sorry, I couldn't then work out how to fit wind in there. Then they came to the sea and the Egyptians had changed their mind and were coming to take them back. So Holy Spirit blew on the sea and made a way for the Israelites to get across safely. Then Moses was told to climb a mountain to meet with God and there were stormy winds, lightning and fire. At least that's what it looked like to the people at the bottom of the mountain. Through their story, Holy Spirit 
made some people really powerful. Like Joshua, Samuel, David. Some spoke the words Holy Spirit gave them. People like Jonah, Daniel, Jeremiah. Some did amazing miracles because Holy Spirit helped them. People like Elijah and Elisha. All these times, though, Holy Spirit helped a few. Oh, well spotted. I didn't even have that one in my list. Look at that. I'm glad you're listening. That's very good. I'm very impressed. He helped a few people for a specific time, and then Jesus came. He talked about his kingdom, which was going to be very different to any other kingdom. He told his friends that Holy Spirit was going to come and live in them all the time, not just now and again. He said there would be power and wind from the Spirit, and Holy Spirit would help them to live for God. Then just when they thought things were going well, Jesus was taken prisoner and he was killed. Three days later though, with the breath of life and the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus' friends were surprised and they were excited. Over the next few days, Jesus explained that something fantastic was going to happen. The time that Holy Spirit would come and live in them was coming really soon. So they had to wait in Jerusalem. And then on the day of Pentecost, they had met together for prayer when all of a sudden there was this sound of a strong wind. And there was fire that came from heaven and looked like it was on their heads. They were worshipping Jesus and suddenly other people started to gather to see what on earth was going on. Holy Spirit gave Jesus' friends the ability to speak in different languages. And this time it wasn't to make them spread out across the earth or to confuse them. This time it was to bring them together so that people all over the world could hear about Jesus in a language that they understood. Peter preached a sermon that day, and it must have been some sermon, because 3,000 people became Christians that day, and the church was born. Okay, let's try that again, will we? I think that's quite exciting. I think that deserved a little, you know, response. Let's try that again. 3,000 people became Christians that day, and the church was born. (laughs) Thank you. Since then, Holy Spirit has filled God's people with power and the breath of life. And many of them have done amazing things for God. I'm just going to pray in a moment, but I would like you to hold out your streamers because I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to fill us all with the breath of life and with power. So when somebody's going to give you a gift, what do you do? You hold out your hands. So while I'm praying, if you want to, you can hold out your hands or you can put them in your lap because it's quite a long prayer. (laughs) I've just given you advance notice. Um, But just to hold them out as a sign that you are willing to have whatever God has for you today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time when we've been able to share and for the reminder that Pentecost ushered in a new era 
We pray for people who know about you, but to whom you're actually a stranger. Just a word, just a name. We pray for those who are genuinely seeking you, for those who know you but whose faith is weak. They're anxious about what trusting you might actually mean. Would you send Holy Spirit to bring faith and hope and understanding? We pray for those who've accepted Jesus as their Savior and they're learning what it means now to call him Lord. For those who've heard of the Spirit and his life-transforming power but feel that his coming's not really for them but for others who are somehow more worthy. Father, would you break down all of the barriers that we erect and send us your power today. We pray for those who see each day as a walk with Jesus, but they're content where they are, and they don't want to take steps of faith into the unknown. For those who've simply stopped growing or are afraid of what following Jesus might require of them. And we pray particularly for those who resist the work of Holy Spirit in their lives. Father, would you set us free and give us courage. We pray for those who long to sing and dance with joy, for those whose lives overflow with enthusiasm and and just the sheer joy of knowing that they're accepted by you. For those who are being filled by Holy Spirit and for those who are genuinely seeking to use the gifts that you've given for the building up of your church and for your glory, may Holy Spirit give us the gifts he chooses, not the ones we would seek or avoid. We pray for ourselves and for this congregation. We ask that the mighty rushing wind of your presence and the fiery evidence of your power would touch us so that our whole way of living would be transformed. Of course, we want to see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit. We want to see him flourish among us, but we want more. We want this to be a place from which streams of living water flow into our community. We want to see lives being transformed. Father, would you start today with us? Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. In our prayers for others today, I'd like you, everyone, to take part with a response. So when I say, we pray together, we all say, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that we have been able to come together in person and online to celebrate the birth of your church We thank you for the faith and conviction of those first disciples of Jesus who were then charged with spreading the good news to all nations. And we're thankful for the many people of faith who have followed in their footsteps. So now, Lord, we ask that you teach us to be your messengers of hope who bring Christ's love into every sphere of our lives. Pour out your Holy Spirit afresh on us so that we might be empowered to be witnesses for Jesus and re-energized to serve your kingdom in this community, this city, this country, and across the world. We pray together. Let Your kingdom come.
Let your will be done. We pray for those known to us who are sick or worrying about medical test results or those who have been bereaved in recent weeks. We name them before you now. May they draw strength from you, Lord, the God of all comfort. We pray together, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. We give thanks that the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland is able to meet online to conduct its business this week. We pray for wisdom and discernment for all the commissioners as reports and recommendations are discussed, which may impact the future of the church in this land. May Jesus be at the heart of all the debate so that the church in Scotland may rise up in the strength of your Holy Spirit. We pray together, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. We pray for our world, your world, Lord. And as it continues to battle with coronavirus, we give thanks for the high numbers of people who are receiving vaccinations across the UK. We pray also for the safe and efficient delivery of vaccinations to the parts of the world where resources are in short supply. We pray today for the people of Goma, in the Democratic Republic of Congo as they flee the lava flow from last night's volcanic eruption. Lord, we're thankful that the lava spread has slowed, but still thousands of people have been evacuated, fearing for their lives and their livelihoods. Be with them, Lord. We continue to pray for the Israeli-Palestinian situation praying that the truce will continue to hold firm as a peace settlement is negotiated. We pray together, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ across the world as we celebrate this special day together may there be an even greater effort made in building ecumenical relations so that we can work together in strength and unity. May that spirit of cooperation bring Jesus to a wider audience and revival, sparking revival in communities across this land. Set our hearts on fire for the gospel so that we can share it with others. We pray together, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Father, we do say let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We commit these, our prayers to you, in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, uh, our final hymn this morning is um, words that might not be terribly familiar, but you will know the tune. The words start off, the Spirit came 
as promised. And after the intro, we'll stand together to sing. So as we go from here into this week, worship doesn't stop just because the service is finished. Worship continues. It's a, it's a way of life. And so go from here to love and to serve the Lord, to be filled with Holy Spirit, to be streams of living water in the desert. And as you go, may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Spirit go with you and those whom you love now and always. Amen.